you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local, you're going to dial 702-650-5588 to join in on our discussion today. Again, that number would be 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. Again, that number to call outside the Las Vegas area would be 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live on KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. We just wave to you. We're also being broadcasted on FM 100.1, and you know AM dial is 1060 AM. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs website. Our website is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, I strongly encourage you to please go to our website, www.savethelostlv.org. Click on to radio broadcast. You will be able to listen to anything that you've missed. Uh, this month is National month for recovery so we are talking about recovery Uh, you'll see pastor terry in the center i am here to your i assume it would be your left and then brother rico would be to your right and then we have a wonderful vip guest that we would like to bring on the air if we can bring her on the air right now please okay zachary says that uh we're not on hold with our vip guest so um if you can call in uh, Dr. LaJoyce, that would be great. Uh, try that number again. Uh, Zachary is waiting patiently for you. And the information that you need to get about Pastor Terry or Dr. LaJoyce, if you click onto our calendar on www.savethelostlv.org, you will see their names under September the 16th, and you can find out so much more about them. And Dr. LaJoyce will be coming to our city on September the 28th. You can get all that information under our calendar for today's date on Save the Lost at All Costs website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. If you have a cell phone, you can join us by cell phone. That number is 605-313-0630. I say again, it works in the United States only. Please lock it in as one of your contacts. That number would be 605-313-0630. We are also being archived at iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, this gospel is always free on our watch. Amen. So, Pastor Terry, we are going to say hello to you and to Brother Rico. How are you both doing? Great in the Lord. Uh, I actually wanted to shout out to Pastor Charles Marshall at uh, New Bethel Baptist Church. 
and request that our listening audience be in prayer for this man of God. He's going through treatments for a health issue and uh, just want to encourage him and want all of you to send up prayers. We want prayer warriors sending up prayers. And uh, to my lovely wife, who we were actually at New Bethel this morning in worship, we had a tremendous time. Amen. And just wanted to beckon uh, the Lord's throne in and on his behalf. Amen. 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 Well, you know, we always have a Greek word. So we have a Greek word for the week. Hey. And pastor, you know, I like that one. Amen. I told you what the word is, so you want to share it with them? Amen. Amen. Ekklesia. All right. And um, it is coming out of Strong's Greek 1577. Would you pronounce that for them again, Pastor? Ekklesia. And it is spelled E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. Again, E-K-K-L-E-S-I-A. And, Pastor, I know you know that meaning of that word. Yes, it actually um, means called out ones. It really is the word for the church, the church Jesus Christ. That is the ecclesia or the called out ones. All Can't right. get any simpler than that. All right. Uh, we do have our VIP guest. So that meat without any shoes on. Are you there? Hi. How are I you, Dr. LaJoyce? God bless you. God bless you. How are you? It's wonderful to hear your voice. I told everyone they can find out so much more about you if they look under the calendar on our website for today's date and click on your name. It will have everything about you and also that you're coming to our wonderful city on September the 28th. So I definitely want to give you an opportunity to talk about that. And oh, we, sure. so uh, we're finishing up the definition for the Ecclesia, which means Ecclesia. The, uh, it comes out of Strong's G1577, and it means uh, the church, the, the called mm-hmm. out ones. Amen. Amen. So um, we also want to give our topic for today. Amen. And Amen. our topic for today is if the modern church is a hospital for sinners, why are so many in spiritual relapse? Amen. Again, I'd like to give that topic today. Mm. If the modern church is a hospital for sinners, why are so many in spiritual relapse? So Mm. that is our topic for today. And I thought it was important Pastor, Dr. LaJoyce, Brother Rico, that we give a clear definition of what the church is. Amen. Okay. Amen. Because some people are under the assumption, <clears throat> excuse me, that it's a location. Mm-hmm. It's the place where you go to worship. Mm-hmm. It's a place where you go when you get married. Uh, it's a place where you go when somebody is baptized. Uh, if there is someone that needs to have a funeral or a home going then that's the place that you go. If you have problems. Right. Also, there's a place where um, if you need to get a good fish dinner sometimes, Pastor. Amen. Uh, Barbecue. Right. There's some good cooking going on in the church and also some good music, right? Yeah, if you want to get a song, a sermon, and a dance. Right. And uh, you know me, uh, a lot of times you can find some Christian taming over there. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's not necessarily. Everybody needs to know that that's your trademark. That that you you were the one that coined that phrase. Uh, Christian Tainment? Uh, right. Yeah. All right. So the thing is, is that we need to get a clear definition because uh, we are standing the theme of recovery because September is um, the national month for recovery. So we want to make sure that we are helping people who find themselves uh, in a state of addiction. And I want to believe in my heart that everybody is suffering from some form of addiction or Amen. another. Amen. And I, I think with uh, 32 years and uh, one day, uh, 32 years, eight months and one day, uh, clean and sober that uh, I know a little bit yeah. about recovery. Uh, also, mm-hmm. Dr. LaJoyce is a holistic doctor. Amen. And she mm-hmm. uh, addresses, you know, the body. Right. I think mm-hmm. I met you, uh, Dr. It, Joyce. I think I met you some years ago. Oh, she, she's been on our radio the ministry. Last, yeah. The last time the last she came time to I town, came. she was here. Okay. We were talking uh, with uh, Pastor Spearman. You don't remember oh, that I nice to, little? No, I haven't forgotten that. Okay, so that that's a different radio show. <laughs> we're not talking about that right now. Amen. Amen. So Amen. I want to be able to give Dr. LaJoyce an opportunity to jump in. Uh, on the uh, topic today. Amen. So, Dr. Yeah. LaJoyce, we definitely like to hear from you, woman of God. And she yeah. is a woman of God. Please believe. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that one of the reasons why many in the church are in spiritual relapses because just what you said, the Christian tainment part, that people are coming to church for a little of this and a little of that and not enough word. And one of the things, too, is that people fall because they're looking at the people around them instead of looking up. And what we have to realize is that that pastor standing in front is yet but man. And we have one, the minute we take our eyes off man, off God and put our eyes on man, it will cause a relapse or misstep every single time. So we have to put our faith in what's eternal and not as the, the flesh. And Amen. I think that has a lot to do with uh, the relapse of the people in the church. You know, God gave me a vision many years ago, and there were, the church was packed to the rafters, and there was a line around the church on the outside. And the people on the outside were peeking in the windows, every available window, and through every available door. And it wasn't that they couldn't get in. They didn't want to come in because they were peeking through the doors and peeking through the windows trying to figure out what in the world was different inside that would draw them in than they were experiencing on the outside. And the people who were on the outside stayed there because they couldn't find any difference. And I thought, woe be unto them that's a stumbling block to your brother. So it is uh, imperative that we always keep our eyes on God and his word and let that word be illuminated in our hearts. Amen. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm definitely in agreement with that. And also, Dr. LaJoyce, uh, Pastor Terry, Brother Rico, I believe that we first have to look in our homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people want to come and be critics or Monday morning quarterbacks about mm-hmm. what's going on and the house of God. But mm-hmm. they, fail, they fail to pay attention to what's going on in their own homes. Now, mm-hmm. they're very quick to point out what's wrong with the church uh, as mm-hmm. they see it. 
but they don't want to address what's going on in their homes. Now, if we would pay attention to what's going on in our homes, humble ourselves, seek the Word of God, model Christ, then I do believe Mm -hmm. when we do come together, we would be a strong assembly. But it's very difficult when you step outside of your house, step over the people who God has called you to be with, to serve and to love, and want to go stand outside the church or bring things into the church. See, a lot Mm -hmm. of things are being brought into the church, uh, Mm -hmm. and we have to be mindful of that because James tells us that uh, they crept in among us. Mm -hmm. Right, Pastor? Mm -hmm. And how'd that happen? Amen, amen. So, Mm -hmm. Pastor Terry? Well, you know, I want to address the topic and give my input or my feedback on what I believe is a tremendous part of the problem. Uh, I'm going to read something from my book, and that is uh, the book entitled Getting the Monkey Off Your Back. And it's Mm -hmm. from Chapter 2, Seeking the Solution. And it's the beginning of the chapter, so uh, the first subheading is Dealing with Sin. And this is how it reads. How does one deal with the sin issue in their life? The answer to the question is fairly simple, but people complicate simplistic matters. When one purchases a vehicle and there is a problem with that particular make and model, the owner may take it to another provider of services for repairs rather than taking it to the maker or dealer. If the owner expects to get the best service or solution to the problem, the maker of the product is generally the best source to seek for the solution. Even when people take their automobiles to another source other than the original maker, they must use the manual that the maker has produced and made available so that certain uh, specifications are met. Therefore, since God has made mankind, he knows better how to solve the ills of mankind than anyone else that may be consulted. The Bible then is the manual that gives specific guidance in solving the problems of mankind. I want to say this is a couple of things that are going on with the church. One is that people really don't consult scripture, and it's sad because many of them don't know it, and unfortunately, many of the people they look into for leadership don't really know it well enough to use it as a tool to address the ills of mankind. Um, then there's a second problem, class distinction. Well, there are churches that don't want to deal with the issue of, you know, homosexuality, lesbianism, uh, the transgender issue and all of that. Now, listen, I'm not saying that we should exclude anybody. We should love all those people. We should... um, reach out to all those people we should nurture and we should teach and uh we should bring those people in and bring them up in the lord i didn't say that we should condone or go along with the lifestyle they choose and i'm gonna say that again i didn't say that we should condone or go along with the lifestyle that they choose but what we must do is we must use the word of God 
to minister to people and address their ills. And we have to get away from class distinction because a lot of churches don't want to deal with folks that have uh, drug problems, alcohol problems, uh, pornographic issues, uh, sexual, um, you know. Identity uh, uh, issues. Or sexual uh, habits that are contrary to scripture. I mean, if you look at the, the the word adultery, you look at fornication, sexual immorality, all come from one word, pornea. Mm-hmm. What do we get from pornea? Pornography. Pornography. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the deal is, is that we've got to address this, and we got to address it based on what the word of God says. I was just reading here in John 26, and, and I want to read a couple of verses there, and I want to give you an example of what I'm talking about, because you made a statement early on, uh, prior to us even coming on the air, that, you know, that the church is really not the modern church. It's the same church that it was back in the first century. Yes, it is. And so here's a prime example of what I'm talking about when where, we talk where, about class distinction. Matthew 26, I'm going to start reading at verse 6. This is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. We're not addressing the issues because what we're doing is picking and choosing the people we want to minister mm-hmm. to. Amen, and we Lord. can't do that. If we're ministering mm-hmm. and we're ministers, we minister to everybody regardless of what their problem is. But watch this. So what version are Matthew, you coming out of, sir? Yeah, this is the New King James Version. Matthew 26 and 6. And here's how it reads. And when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper. You you mentioned something about that last week. Right. Okay. People didn't have nothing to do with that, the lepers, right? No, no, no. Watch this. Mm-hmm. I told you priests couldn't touch them. It, 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 it goes on. Couldn't touch lepers or yeah. dead bodies. Yeah, it goes on. It goes on, verse 7. A woman came to him having an alabaster flask of very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. Verse 8. But when his disciples saw it, Amen. Mm. They were indignant, Mm. saying, Mm -hmm. why this waste? Saying you're wasting it. Mm. Verse 9, for this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Didn't realize that Jesus was meeting each one of these individuals right where they were so he could bring them up to where they needed to be. The oil mm-hmm. could not match the cost of salvation or what he had to sacrifice, and that hadn't even happened yet. But looking at it, look at what verse 10 says. It says, but when Jesus was aware of it, aware of uh, the griping and, and the skepticism and the criticism, mm-hmm. he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. Verse 11, for you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Verse 13, Assuredly I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, 
what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. Now, this was what she did so she could get close to the solution. But when it comes to churches, I mean, look, the pastors, the preachers, if somebody come in, I heard it said earlier today by Pastor Marshall that people are going to come in among us. And when they come in among us, we have to embrace them. They're not going to always smell good. They're not going to always look good. They're not going to always be desirable people, but we have to. We must embrace them. That's preaching right there, but that's good preaching because that's the problem. A lot of people, I never forget being at uh, at Unity Baptist, and it was a young lady, and she had about four kids, and she showed up for worship. She was nodding on the back row. And see, I can I know what it is because it did take one to know one, right? And so mm. the deal is... I saw her and I kept wondering why nobody would reach out to her and help her. See, it, it, because of all what's going on right now in the present day, I was reluctant to reach out to her because I didn't want anybody to accuse me of hitting on the young lady or you're doing anything inappropriate because everybody is so touchy-touchy today with the, you know, the the Me Too thing going on. So I didn't say anything, but it was, but there were so many people, and and I'm talking about deacons, deaconess, and all that. And I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one seeing this young lady nodding because it was over a period of months that it was going on. And I mentioned it to other people that... I think she needs some help. I didn't go into detail because, you know, I didn't want to put a business out there. But why didn't somebody step up? And you know what? Finally, she disappeared. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? The, the church, the modern church is supposed to be a hospital for sinners. And, and, and why people are in relapse? First of all, they really never thoroughly experience recovery and we go to first john one and nine first john one and nine is a recovery verse Mm. so you confess your sins he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness that chapter first john chapter one is all about fellowship restoring right fellowship with god that's not a salvation verse That verse is about restoration of fellowship with God. When we sin, those of us who know him as our Lord and Savior, when we sin, we break our fellowship with God. And so we must do something to restore it. Dr. LaJoyce? Yes, if I may say something. Sure. What what makes this fellowship that you speak of in 1 John impossible in the church because Jesus asked in the verse 10 that you read, why do you trouble right, the woman? Right. The question is not that. Let's, and you know, I, as Nina said, I'm a pastor. I'm also a chaplain. In the chaplain world, I need to, my question would be, why does this woman trouble you? And see, when we look at the reasons why, you know, and Jesus was 
that way. I mean, it was it, it's double entendres all through. But so I look at that and I say, you know, it, is it something in the woman that you see in yourself? Wow. Is it something in the woman of who you used to be? Wow. Is it someone in the woman that reminds you of someone that keeps you away from her, that does not allow you to touch her? Those are my questions that I have to say. That, that's, a, that, that's an excellent point that you're making. And, you know, we can get so caught up in saving face mm-hmm. and, you know, instead of saving our backside and mm-hmm. get too concerned about, well, what, peop- what are people going to think if mm-hmm. we have this kind of a person or people coming in? You know, mm-hmm. and, it, and and I really believe... That's part of the problem, and 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 again, we're dealing with class distinction in terms of of addressing mm-hmm. that issue. But you know what I said before is that it, it's like the uh, person or the group of people, let's say a family who has a sick family member that's near and dear to their hearts, and everybody is at the hospital, and they've consulted with all of the physicians and everything, and. They've been trying to figure out what else can we do. And then somebody says, well, there's nothing else to do now but pray. Well, why not pray first? <laughs> pray first. That who, That's who, look, doctors have medicine. They have technology. But Jesus is the master healer. He's the one who's going to restore them to health. Not the doctor. The doctor don't heal. The doctor treat. Okay. Amen? And so yeah. what we have to do is if, you know, for example. But also in fairness, uh, Pastor, and to Dr. LaJoyce, also to you, Pastor, uh, Brother Rico, we've all counseled. We've all tried to help someone. But if someone is dishonest with us or if someone mm. is omitting something, how can you really help them? You know, we, we we have to be fair. We have to be willing, though, when we when we when we discover that that's what's happening. We have to be willing to call a person on what they're doing. We have to be willing to challenge them, and then it, it comes down to this. Also- Rico said it last week that recovery is not something that really happens because somebody needs it. It happens because you want it. Mm. We talked mm. about that at the man at Bethesda, so that's important. So the thing is, is that in a position to help someone, they have to meet you to where they could at least begin Amen. to tell you something that's credible. Amen. You know, I, 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 I you. cannot help you. I can't be specific mm-hmm. in my prayers if you will not be specific in what's going on. Amen. Be- because um, the Holy Spirit is not in, in fellowship with that. Mm, amen. So that that's what we have to understand. And why are people, as you know, Dr. LaJoy said, what about this woman bothers you? So what about people who are suffering from a disease? Either you're criminalizing a behavior or you're recognizing it as a disease. You, you mm-hmm. can't have it both ways, Pastor. Which one is it? Well, first of all, Jesus is a healer, as I understand it. So the thing is, is that who is criminalizing behavior based on a symptomatic response to a disease? They they identify addiction as a disease, which is an error, because sin is the Mm. disease. Addiction Mm, is just a symptom of the disease. Okay. Amen. It's just like uh, 
if an individual has an addiction to opioids mm -hmm. or a derivative of a similar type of narcotics, in most cases they'll probably require some detoxification, right? When mm -hmm. a person enters a substance abuse facility seeking help, in most cases they will be introduced to the 12-step program for recovery after going through detox if it's necessary. And that is not a bad thing, okay? The problem, though, is that in most cases, the people providing the guidance really don't have a working knowledge of the uh, program based on Bill W. literature because it was written in code and contains messianic overtones and coded messages through scriptural words that only someone with biblical training would understand, and that's the honest-to-God truth. And a lot of the people, when you go into 12-step programs, the rooms of recovery, they talking a whole lot of recovery based on their feelings and their preferences, but it's not based on the Word of God. And truth be told, Bill W. got all of the concepts and all of the ideas from the Bible, and he put it in a coded message. And so he did that where he could reach everybody, and it wouldn't look like that he was just trying to reach people that were a part of religion. The thing mm -hmm. is, is that we always have to go back to the manual, the one that God breathed. Amen. First uh, Timothy 3.16 says, All scriptures given by inspiration of God and his parents, Profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. And the deal is, inspiration is God-breathed. If you have an NIV, it actually says God-breathed. That the words aren't, these aren't the words of these guys whose names are at the top of these books. No, they were the recorders. They were the, 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 the scribes. They were the ones that penned it. But God breathed it into the prophets. He breathed it into the apostles. And this is what he's given us. You know, somebody used the acronym Bible for what basic instructions before leaving earth. If we would use it and apply it to the situation, here's what I would say. You're going to always run into people that are not going to be congruent. They're not going to always be openly honest about what they're doing, about what they're struggling with. But here's what I believe. Uh, and, and this is something that I learned from uh a man named Dr. John Babbler at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas, of course, the greatest seminary in the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's my alma mater, if anybody want to know. He said that whenever he counseled anybody, that if he dug deep enough, he would find that sin was at the root of their problem. And that's where I started. When when I gave my commentary from my book, Chapter mm -hmm. 2, that's what I started with, dealing with the sin issue. People get high maybe uh, uh, recreationally and they try something once, but once they get hooked and they're in this battle to try and keep up with that addiction, that ch they chasing, they chasing that next hit. They chasing that next fix. They chasing that next pill. Once they get to that part of it, it's not fun anymore. They're not getting high because they're having fun. They're getting high to try and create some normalcy of life, and we know it's totally abnormal. 
So we got to do something else besides open rehabs and give them a place to go dry out, uh, gain their strength back, and go on another run. Because that's what's happening is a revolving door. Recovery's not happening after rehab. And the only, to me, the only legit recovery that really works, and look, I'm speaking from a position of being clean and sober for 32 years, eight days, uh, eight months, and, eight, and one day. I'm saying it worked. It worked for me, and I'm a, I was a hard case. I spent 13 months in drug rehab. Well, Pastor, you know, biblical times, um, everything is based on a plant. Everything is based on the herb. Right. And there were no opioids back then. There were things that were going they on. They had with, other things. Right. There were things that were going on with people. Absolutely. So my thing is, is that to get uh, clean and sober and walk in recovery and still uh, do bad things to your body in reference to food uh, and uh, lifestyle and stress, uh, we have to have the whole body, the total body, to be addressed, and I'd like to bring Dr. LaJoyce back in on the line because she uh, deals with things holistically. Because there's some okay. people who are not suffering from uh, a drug addiction or alcohol addiction whatsoever. There are other things that are going on with their life. Uh, diabetes is not necessarily has to do with drugs or alcohol. High blood pressure mm-hmm. may not have to deal with that at all. There are some but people. But food can be a drug too. A, a, exactly. So oh, I'm absolutely. just saying we we have people who are hiding out in the open, yeah. and nobody is addressing it because they have mm-hmm. a preconceived idea of what an addict looks like. Right, right, right. And it's just drugs and alcohol. But we know it's a so, myriad of so things. The thing is, my book is so the that. thing is, there's a lot of people who don't come back to church because they're dead. They, walking, walking dead people. They died. Yeah. There are things that are going on in the body that people are not recognizing signs, mm. you know, and that's one of the things that when Dr. Joyce comes here on the 28th, uh, she's going to be uh, helping us with. So, Dr. LaJoyce, I'd like to segue back to you and if you can address that a little bit and talk about you coming back on the 28th. And we're still on topic here. And the topic is if the hos- if the church is a hospital for sinners, why are so many in spiritual relapse? And it's the modern church. That's what I meant. And the modern church mm-hmm. is still the same church that was established when it first was established. There's nothing changed because Jesus Christ of Nazareth is still the head of the church. Mm-hmm. So it, ha- it, has, it hasn't changed. So, mm-hmm. uh, woman of God, I'd like to uh, defer mm-hmm. to you at this time, please. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be coming back and I'm having a an Ask the Good Doctor live event at the Sahara West Library from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock on Friday, September 28th. And um, Nina hasn't said, but I also, since I've last seen you all, I am now a host of a show called Ask the Good Doctor on Sirius FM. Amen. Amen. Yes. And so it's an online classroom. My job is to present vital, life-saving information to help you attain, maintain, and reclaim your perfect health. And people lay claim to saying there is no such thing as perfect health, and I say there absolutely is something called perfect health. And when we follow God's rules, we get God's results. Amen. And biblically, God has outlined 
um, a plan for us all for in every aspect of our lives. But you know what? The body of Christ wants to overlook what he said about our eating and our lifestyle orders, mm-hmm. a lot of them. And so on Friday the 28th, I'm going to be doing something, uh, a workshop, um, a health and wellness presentation, if you will, uh, called Get Perfect Health for Free. Because a lot of people complain that uh, embarking on a wellness lifestyle is costly and is expensive. And, you know, I wouldn't disagree with that as well. But there are four things that every single person can do that cost you nothing that can change the health trajectory of what you're doing right now for the better. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to coming back. I've got some awesome vendors. Um, I've got some people who've been guests on my show who say, hey, I've been dying to come to Las Vegas and tap in. And they are Shea Bra Naturals, have a natural shea butter, a hair tonic, um, a book called Decision Time. And one of your locals, um, a lady named Loretta, she has a book, The Ten Demandments. And we have chair massages by Vicki Woodbury. And we're going to do a three-minute assessment, life-saving assessment of your cardiovascular and adrenal health, and that's pretty important. Yeah, and um, our participating sponsor is actually the Plaza Hotel and Casino. So we're pleased to do that, and I'm also going to be doing something I hadn't done, and that is I'm going to be taking appointments. I'm going to be taking appointments on Saturday, um, the 29th, um, at the Plaza Casino, and at the Plaza Hotel. And um, so if anyone would like to come, please register yourself for a seat. We're going to have healthy snacks and samples of healthy foods. I'm actually coming to town, and I'm uh, going to take over Nina's Kitchen, I think, and bake and <laughs> do stuff <laughs> so I can have goodies for you all, and you'll have lots of sampling. Well, we things. have a resident chef here, Pastor Terry, don't we, Pastor? Amen. 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 Sister Amen. Nina, she going to be here on September 30th? No, September the 28th. I'm hoping that she'll come on air on, on the, the show, 30th. On the 30th. I, I'm hope so if her schedule will permit. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, put it, we're putting it out there. But the, but sure. the thing the thing is, is that it is a, a combination of things. Mm-hmm. And we have to really start saying if we want things to be different, we need to go back to the word of God. If we really, really want things to be different, because uh, it's a body, soul and spirit thing. And what is this all for to to finally make it to recovery and not have a relationship with the Lord? What have you done it for? How is it going to benefit? Because everybody dies and you have to have an exit plan. You know, my brother Mm -hmm. told me the other day, Pastor, he said, I'll never forget Pastor Terry's sermon. And I said, what was that? You better have your fire insurance. So I just want you to know that has resonated with my brother. And I think he spoke that when he first came to town, you know, to meet you. And he says, you know, it's kind of hard to some people. He said, but I understood it. <laughs> you better have your fire insurance. Amen. So uh, I'm sure uh, uh, Dr. LaJoyce, as well as you, Brother Rico and I, we understand that. Amen. Amen. You know, but recovery is only part of it. You know, there, there's another aspect of your life because mm-hmm. if you are in relationship, uh, it's never going to uh, end with Christ. You will continuously mm-hmm. have him in your life. But some of us 
are not even realizing how important he is. He, he, he is, he is the single key ingredient that you need in this life. If right. you don't, if you throw everything else away, but don't throw away Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. When the, when the sinner comes to Christ, the sinner receives Christ and begins recovery. When mm. the sinner who's come to Christ gains eternal life and then commits sin, he's relapsing. Mm. Say that again, Pastor. Mm-hmm. When the sinner comes to Christ and receives Christ and is given eternal life, mm-hmm. when that sinner who has been given eternal life sins, then he's relapsed or she's relapsed. And here's the thing. If we understand covenant theology, which starts back in Genesis, and, and it's this interaction mm-hmm. between God and Adam and this is prior to Adam sinning. Well, we know God is omniscient, so he knows everything. He already had a plan in place because he knew what Adam was going to do, right? Mm-hmm. But, but covenant theology deals with, number one, God's plan when he put the man in the garden. He said, tend and keep it, even though God knew that man didn't have to do anything because nothing died. Mm. Not until he sinned did anything even die. A blade of grass didn't mm-hmm. fall over. Nothing fell from the trees. Mm-hmm. A, leaf didn't, a leaf didn't fall off the tree or nothing. A fruit didn't fall off the tree or anything. There was nothing to clean up. All he had to do was keep watch. Mm-hmm. But then once he sinned, now this creates a need for redemption. But he was also given a responsibility to be the one who impart the word or the law to his wife. So he was responsible for being the federal head. All of this is what's considered covenant theology. We see recovery is necessary because of what occurred in the garden. Mm -hmm. Once we come to Christ, we can't stop there. Somebody, we have to sit at somebody's feet who understands scripture well enough to impart the biblical doctrines to us so that we can utilize those to live a Christian lifestyle. People question often when Paul wrote the 13 epistles and maybe 14 if he was the writer for Hebrews, was he writing theology or was he writing Christian ethics? Mm -hmm. I say both Mm -hmm. because It takes both. The theological part helps you to stay on the right path because we know how many times Paul confronted and rebuked uh, folks at these different churches for falling away from the gospel they were introduced to. We know in Galatians that he Mm -hmm. lays down a very Mm -hmm. uh, sturdy and and hard, if you want to talk about people being harsh, you know, commentary about them departing from the gospel that he had imparted to Who them. Who has bewitched you, you foolish we, we, we know that the same thing happens in Titus, where, the, you know, he's charging them to, you know, keep focus on uh, sound doctrine and to stay away from heretic teachings Pastor, and people got, who carry heresy. 
Zachary, you want to put Dr. LaJoyce on hold and bring our caller on the line, please? Oh, we got a caller. Yes, hello. Thank You're on God. Save the Lost at All Costs, and God bless you. Thank you for waiting. Hey, Shalom, guys. How are you? Hey, Sister Hi. Dorothy. How are you? I'm greatly blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, and Yahweh still reigns on this beautiful Sunday. Amen. I have um, a question, and then I have um, a scripture of encouragement. The question is, as Pastor Terry said, we know that doctors don't heal, Right. That, Amen. that the Messiah, Yeshua, is the one that heals. Right. So why are we calling the church a hospital for um, for the sick? It, it's like an oxymoron. It's, 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 it's saying something that we know it's not true because doctors don't heal, but yet we're calling our gatherings a hospital. And it, sound, it seems like more so that our gatherings would be more like recovery as opposed to hospital. Well, remember this, Sister Dorothy, and, and uh, I appreciate you bringing that to our attention. But doctors have private practices, and they work in hospitals, and some of them have specialty. You know, they do surgery, and some of them are brain surgeons, heart surgeons, whatever. They're still treating. That's not healing. They're practicing medicine. Matter of fact, the, the, the term practicing tells it all. They, they're not healing anybody, but they are practicing medicine and they have technology, but they are not the ones who bring about healing. Although the places where they do business are called hospitals. And so the thing is, the church, you can go to a location and it has the word church on it and it has a cross and a steeple or something. But that does not mean that an individual is going to get what they need because they can go there and they can get a song, a sermon, and a dance and never make a commitment uh, to receive Jesus Christ, never make a commitment to be taught the Word of God. And they are just, they're in the same condition they were in when they leave as they were when they came in. So we understand that. Uh, I think that the way... Nina was using the term that metaphorically, okay, metaphorically, that's how people see it. Yeah, yep, the world sees it, because as you were talking, it came to mind, too, it says if there be any sick amongst us as believers, we call for the elders. That's right. And the anointing and oil. It didn't say call for the doctors, did it? It's more... Like, uh, uh, like the, the enemy has taken it and twisted it and put it. Well, that's his job. You know that. We also have a a whole chapter in the Bible called, called Luke. Yeah. Now Luke was a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. He, he he was a, he was a physician. There's no debate about that. Luke was a doctor. However, he wasn't so prideful that he did not realize how important it was to have the spiritual component to healing. See, he walked and was a disciple with Christ for over three years, three and a half years. That is just tantamount to me, to anybody who has been given the gift of healing. You know, people who perform surgery, that's not a, a, a normal feat. That is something extraordinary. So God has anointed those to do certain things. Yes. Yeah. So, Even when they don't realize it. I don't I know the gate like the, the, the abilities and the giftings. The thing is is that how the enemy has twisted it and tried to make it look like other than because oh, you're right. there are there, we, there are those see spiritual you need someone when you dislocate your bone. You need that right. um, to, to be re, re um, reset. 
But the key thing is, is that, like you guys keep saying, sin is the bottom thing. That's right. I always said, go and sin no more because certain actions bring about certain sicknesses. And and also in any kind of hospital, any kind of surgery, thing like that, uh, they don't force you to do something. Either you want to go with what they're saying or not. Some of them even tell you to get a second opinion. There are some people that are going to see the doctor for anything, for, for for whatever reason. Until that's they're because they're deceived. But that's because Ill. they don't understand the balance of the physical versus the spiritual. But, but when you're in a relationship life. with the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ, if you're really in a relationship, then you will take direction from him. Yeah. The Holy yeah. Spirit will speak to you and he will guide you Amen. to do what it needs to be done. And sometimes people are sent to the hospital to minister to those who are in that hospital yeah. working. Yeah. There are some people that will actually reintroduce or introduce for the first time those who are performing surgeries and medical procedures and they are astonished when they say well i don't know what happened what we do and they say well you know what we had all these tests done and we don't see things so you know miracle signs and wonders are going to be brought to them that happened to my dad so that's that's the beautiful thing is that the holy spirit can go anywhere and minister to anybody at any time whatever whatever situation and for those who think they know something Mm -hmm. oh the holy spirit will let you know what you don't know hello amen amen Amen. we appreciate you sis the word of encouragement it was like it says bodily exercise profits little but godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen. Because you keep saying, we're going to die. Everybody's Amen. So looking Absolutely. to improve the physical, they're forgetting their spiritual man. Amen. Like Pastor Terry said, you need to make sure that, like someone said, insurance. or Yeah, your fire insurance. Yeah, you, you need to make sure your spirit is right. Because Amen. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world, let you lose his soul? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We're focusing on the wrong thing. I receive Absolutely. that. That's, anyway. why, that's why we're having this wonderful debate today. Hallelujah. We love you. God bless you. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to bring Dr. LaJoyce back on. Dr. LaJoyce, did you hear that yes, exchange, ma'am. woman of God? I did not. I couldn't hear a thing. Oh, okay. All righty. Uh, we apologize. Well, we uh, are still working some things out here in, in our phone okay. system. But uh, basically, uh, uh, Sister Dorothy um, was um, pointing out how the enemy will sometimes use hospital for sinners as a, a way of deception and people uh, may seek uh, more conventional means for healing as opposed to forgetting about their soul and mm-hmm. because everybody dies and I uh, had pointed out that Luke was a physician but he wasn't so arrogant or prideful that he didn't realize the importance of walking with our Lord and Savior mm-hmm. Jesus Christ for over three and a half years to make sure that that spiritual component was just as uh, important, if not more important, than the physical aspect. You know, it's called, you know, a body and soul. Uh, soul mm-hmm. is last for a reason, Pastor. Amen. Well, you <laughs> Absolutely. Know what? I, I, I think back to last week when you pointed out at the end And of we that, love you, Sister Dorothy. You know I do. At the end of that um, interaction that Jesus had with the man at the pool of Bethesda, he mm-hmm. told him, go and sin no more, lest right. the worse thing comes upon you right amen we know people that are in recovery regardless of what it's for because it's not always drugs and alcohol there's a myriad of things you know Mm -hmm. and i I address those things gambling overeating you know sexual uh, addictions all kind of things i address that in the book but we know when somebody goes back to whatever it is that uh, they have been uh, captivated by they held captive like they 
been, you know, locked up, that it's worse than it was the time before. Well, the the, the gentleman uh, at the Bethesda uh, can experience repentance, and for me. That's the most beautiful thing about deliverance. Amen. That's the most beautiful thing about confession. That's yes. the that's the most beautiful thing to me about being in agreement that I'm a sinner. Amen. And that he's my Lord and Savior. Amen. And that yeah, I'm in a position of, you know, meekness. And and that I'm humble. Amen. And that I don't want to argue with him. Amen. About that, I need to be transparent and tell him the truth. I am struggling with this. I am doing this because if I really want help, if I really want to be made well, as Brother Rico uh, pointed out, it's not going to happen until I assume my right position. Mm-hmm. And this is why we have people like you, Pastor Terry, Brother Rico, and myself trying to get people this information. Because it's important. There are people who have spent their whole lives keeping something from you. I don't want to be one of those people. Amen. I want Confession you. I want and you to, repentance. I want you to have it. And, and you know, uh, Dr. LaJoyce is my personal friend and mentor and uh, ministry partner. I want you guys to meet her. I want you to know who she is. She's not just my friend. She is here because the Lord Jesus Christ has her here. So I mm. think you should get to know her. Get to know Pastor Terry. Get to know Brother Rico. And your life will be better. And, um, you know, the word tells us what? Believe not every spirit. Test the spirit. Try the spirit. Deceive the spirit of God. Amen. Put Amen. me to the test. <laughs> Amen. 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 Put us to the test. Please don't miss Dr. LaJoyce coming to our community on September yes, the 28th. Yes, I to say that it was free. Yes, it is free. And it will be at the Sahara West Library on yes. Friday from 2 to 5. Please come by. Uh, any information you need about her, look under my calendar on the website, Save the Loss at All Costs, which is www.savethelosslv.org. Look under the calendar for today's date, the 16th, and um, you'll find all the information that you need. We're down to the last 30 seconds. We love you, Dr. LaJoyce. Thank you, Pastor Terry. Thank you, Brother Rico. we got one more week in recovery we're going to be talking about, so tune in next week. And as they say here, Save the Loss at All Costs, and we love you. God bless. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKBV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and 
our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.